Welcome to the Family Alpha Podcast, a place where men, families, and the truth have a voice. The information shared on this podcast is meant to be applied. Now, here is your host, Zach Small, founder of thefamilyalpha.com and co-founder of thefraternityofexcellence.com. Let's get to work. Welcome to another episode on the Family Alpha Podcast. I'm your host, Zachary Small, and today we're going to talk about forgiveness, except not in the, the general terms of forgiving yourself or forgiving others, but we're going to make this one pretty specific. We're going to talk about forgiving your former addicted self. You know, this one is for those who have faced addiction and are living a life of sobriety, sober from alcohol, sober from pills, drugs, Porn, sugar, food, whatever. You know, if you were addicted to anything, there's likely a a moment in time, or you're still currently there, where you're looking at that person and you're just disgusted or disappointed or filled with regret. That weight is inside your soul, that shadow, that shame, who you were, the things you did, the things you said. Will they be forgiven? What can you do? Will, Will others ever look at you differently? All of these thoughts, I'm, I'm positive at one point or another, have crossed your mind. The reason I know is because I'm there. Not I was there. Not, not I used to be there. <laughs> I'm currently there. I was writing a piece and I decided to talk about this. You know, it's I'm currently facing this. I'm currently going through it. And instead of just, just handling it and doing the reps and doing the work, which I'm doing. I'm not beating myself up, but I'm in the middle of this. You know, I was looking over myself and the things I did. I, again... This goes back to anybody who's listened to previous podcasts. I recently went on a hunting trip and I spent a lot of time alone in the woods and I had a lot of time to sit and think and I did. I allowed my brain to go to all those places and one of the places it went was how much time, money, and respect I lost over the years thanks to alcohol. You know, that was my drug of choice, if you will. That was mine, but it's it doesn't matter. If it was food for you, if you allowed yourself to become obese because you were just the sugar, you needed it, you loved it, you had to have it, you know, it made you happier, made you better, life was good with it. If it was porn, that's what you turned to, that's what numbed it, that what made you feel good, you know, it's different for everybody. Some people are popping pills, some are pounding booze, it doesn't make one better or worse, it's an addiction. And as I'm going through and thinking about myself, I'm realizing I've got to find a way to forgive that guy, you know, and I've got to find a way to look at who I was and understand where I was, why I was that person, why I did the things I did, why I allowed it to go on for so long. And I'm, I'm doing so, I'm making progress in that path. But what I want to talk about is the steps I'm taking because maybe if somebody else is out there and they're still going through this, maybe you're new to sobriety, you know, you're on day one. I'm, I just crossed the six month mark. So that's where I'm at as of the recording of this podcast. I'm a, like a week past six months. You know, but if you're new on this or if you're years into it and you still haven't forgiven yourself, you know, it's time to start that process. I've started that process. And I'm going to share a few, uh, three ways how I did that with the hope that it helps you. So the first way is understanding that you have to stop running to heal. Now, what do I mean by stop running? I'm going to paint an image for you and you can decide, you know, how you see it in your head. But here's what it looks like to me. There's me now. There's me then. 
It's like it's two different people. And one of the things that I noticed was I was running from that dude. Like, I'm not going to be him anymore. I'm not going to act like that anymore. I'm not going to do that anymore. It wasn't just I'm not going to drink anymore. It was everything that went with it. I'm not going to be the guy who's trying to stay until the party ends all the entire time. I'm not going to be the guy who falls asleep in the car on the way home. I'm not going to be the guy who falls asleep on the couch. You know, I'm not going to be the dad who had too much to drink and is asleep. So if there's a fire in the middle of the night, I'm not ready. I'm not going to be the guy who slurs, repeats himself, does stupid things, tries to remember how the night went, gets either too happy or too sad, you know, just pushing the emotions all the way instead of just like a normal person feeling them. You know, when you're you're drinking or when you're, you're on whatever drug, you amplify everything. I'm not going to be that guy anymore. It's always that guy and you're pointing a finger. And it's it's like you're trying to outrun it. But here's the thing, and you know, this goes to anything form of addiction, but it's like you're trying to keep these demons in a closet. It's like you're trying to put them in something and you're trying to get away, but they keep catching up and catching up and catching up. And you run, 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 and, and they can't, they're trying to catch up. So you slam them into this, this box in your head and you're trying to hold that box down because you can't keep running from it and you realize that. So you're trying to hold the door down, but that demon in there is banging against it, banging against it, pushing it. And while you're trying to live your life, a part of you is always dedicating time and energy and mental bandwidth to keeping that door closed. I'm not going to be him. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to allow it to happen. And the door is just banging against you because as that demon's inside there, it's getting stronger. It's getting louder. It's like it's in prison. It's doing pull-ups and push-ups. This thing's getting jacked. And that thing that you're trying to run from, it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And the way you can forgive yourself and the way you start that process is to open the door, allow it to come out, and instead of trying to punch it in the face, you put your hand on its heart. And you're going to see that black abyss, that black ball, that black anger of who you were come charging at you. When you put your hand on its heart, it's going to immediately stop. It's going to dissolve all that darkness, all that hate, all that anger and self-loathing which you feel. And you're going to see inside a light. You're going to see like an angel, whatever the opposite of the devil is. You know, you're going to see that beauty and you're going to realize who you were was facing some serious, serious things. There's a reason you turn to the drugs you turn to. There's a reason you lived the way you lived. It wasn't just chasing the alcohol or chasing the drugs. You, That person, the other you, that guy or girl was running from something. They were running something and they were running towards the alcohol to get away from whatever they were running from. When you look at that demon that you faced of your former self and you're trying to forgive it, you've got to realize where you were. Who you are now isn't who you were then. The, 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 thing, the greatness you feel, the happy, the clear-headed, all that stuff you feel right now is great and I'm super happy for you. I'm wicked pumped that, that you're feeling good and motivated. I'm also there. But when I look at that guy, when I stop running from who it is I was and I look at that Zach, I realize that Zach was running from issues he had in his life. Unresolved traumas he was facing from his youth. Things that he was he was turning to the alcohol to numb the pain from his demon. It's much easier to understand and forgive your previous self when you realize your previous self wasn't trying to screw over your current self. You were in something at that moment. You were in pain. You were in fear. You were in a, a situation where you just wanted to get away. And then when you go to that next order of events, you look at what were you trying to get away from? What were you, what was that? Why were you turning to alcohol? What was, what were you trying to numb? What pain, what trauma, what scars? 
I recently recorded a podcast with Anthony Migliorino where we talked about how traumatic childhoods and violent childhoods often lead to addiction. Because as you grow older, the pain is there. And you run to alcohol and you run to drugs to numb that pain. And then you're caught in a cycle. Because now the drug is addictive, so it's calling you. And that pain is still there and you're still trying to run from that. And it's like two tornadoes and you're caught between them. And you just can't get out. It's just a whirlwind of, of hurt and needing to escape. But when you can fate, when you look at your past self in that light, it's a lot easier to to remove the resentment you feel, and to be like, yeah, you might have said some things that weren't the best. You might have done things that you shouldn't have done. You might have compromised, you know, your integrity time and time and time again. But damn it, you were in pain. You were hurting. There was something wrong and you weren't facing it. And through this sober lens, you can now see the truth of the situation and that it was you that was stuck in that closet. It was you banging to get out. Sobriety was your key. Sobriety was what opened that door and allowed you to come out and have your heart felt and kind of let it go. Let that pain, let that hurt, let whatever it was you're running from go. And through the sober lens, you can now see exactly what steps you need to take to ensure that that pain is gone. That you find inner peace and that the conflict and the turmoil and just that those tornadoes, they just dissipate. It's not easy. I'm not saying this is an easy path or that it's immediate. These things don't happen immediately. But I am saying that if you want to forgive that self, the things you said, the things you did, who you were, look at who you were as somebody who was also suffering and not somebody who was just there making mistake after mistake after mistake. So that's the first step. The next one is that you have to own this. This is not something to be ashamed of. You've got to own it, not hide from it. Like I said, when you open that door and you put your hand on its heart and it, the, the pain dissolves and you can just see the truth for what it is and it's just another hurt individual, which is you, it's your reflection. It's the same thing here. When people say, oh, Zach, you're not drinking. Yeah, I'm sober. I don't say, you know, like, oh, yeah, I'm... I'm not allowed to drink or I'm on medicine. You know, when we first started on this journey, I would have coffee with me nonstop. Jackie and I would always grab a coffee because that allowed us to enter a party with our hands full. And in New England, it's just if somebody has a coffee in their hand, you know, they're good. You drink iced coffee from Dunkin' Donuts literally middle of winter, 24-7, morning or night. It doesn't matter. You know, coffee's it's a thing. So that was how kind of we coped. And then from there, it's like, no, I've got something, you know, I've got my seltzer or whatever. But now it's like, I don't, I just don't drink. And I'll talk about it with anybody. How long? Oh, it's been six months. Well, are you going to moderate? No, <laughs> never going back, like ever. Again, I know you're not supposed to say that. Addicted people are not supposed to say, uh, you're not going to relapse. I'm saying it because one, I, <laughs> there's still a part of me that's just like, don't tell me what to do. Like, I'm going to break the rules. So I'm definitely saying it because you told me not to. The other part of me though, is because I know it. I'm so happy here. Like you, I don't eat certain foods because I know they're, they're just going to make me fat. That's, just, that's alcohol. It's in that category. Of, I just don't do that. Like there's, there's no positive for me. I don't get the flu shot because I don't like the flu. I don't want it. I don't eat, you know, Twinkies and I, I don't go to fast food because it's garbage. I will never go. Like I'm not going to get fast food. That does, that's not a thing. It's been literally years since I've had it. So why, why would I put alcohol in a special category? Alcohol is garbage. It's trash. It does nothing positive for me. 
Why would I do it? I don't do heroin. I don't do crack. You know, I, I don't do these other drugs. Why would I start doing this? So to me, it, it makes perfect sense to say it. But when I say own it, don't be ashamed that you're sober. Don't be ashamed about your story. You're just a human being who's living life. Do you know how many people wish they could be that open and that honest and that authentic? Because of the nature of my job, I talk about things, obviously, more so than the normal person. I share things publicly. Like my sobriety, if, it, if I was not a content creator, probably wouldn't be something I'm announcing to the whole world. You know what? I am a writer. I am a speaker. I am a leader. I am a motivator, life coach, mentor, whatever you want to call it. So to me, it's, it's as important to share my failures as it is my success. As, as proud as I am to say, you know, I turned a, a side, you know, hobby of writing into a six-figure business, I'm really proud of that. But I'm also proud to say I was struggling and I found a way to fix it. It's not as <laughs> glamorous to be like, yeah, I used to, you know, I was addicted to alcohol and now I'm not. You know, money is way better. You know, like having these huge achievements, way better to talk about. But this is a part of that. And instead of being a person just sharing the highlight reel on social media, I've chosen to take this path of being authentic, of sharing the whole story. And you can do the same. You may not need to announce it, but do not repress it. There's nothing wrong with you and you should not be ashamed of not being stuck in the cycle of consuming addictive drugs, of, cons- of these bad habits. Why don't you want the cake? I, I just, I don't do desserts. You know, it wasn't good for me. I found myself eating too much. I'm much healthier without it. Nobody's going to question that. Eat the cake. Eat the whole cake. No. They're like, okay, cool. Zach, take shots. Let's party. Let's do this. I can still party. I can still hang. I'll close down the fucking bar with you if you want. But I'm not drinking. It's not good for me. It's just, it's, it's like I'm allergic. You know, that's a very simple way to say it. It's, it's very easy and base. But at the end of the day, I, I'm allergic. I'm going to have a reaction. That reaction is I'm going to go crazy. I'm going to have a drink and it's going to lead to 10 drinks. We're going to finish the bottle. We're going to go to the next bar. We're going to keep going throughout the night until I, my brain turns off. My body's still going. Hopefully I make it home. <laughs> That's my reaction to alcohol. So there's nothing wrong with you saying, yeah, I don't do this. <laughs> I don't do this anymore. That's not a part of my life. It's not a part of my story any longer. I'm not going down that path. You can do it. I support it, but I'm not doing it. Own that. That's a great story. That's a great thing to share. And you know what? People who are still in the cycle will either say, all right, I don't want to hang out with you anymore. That's fine. Now you know that you were just drinking friends or drug friends or what the hell ever. You were, that was your only thing in common. You should find better friends than that. But the next thing is that you get to see how others wish they could say that or do that. And by you choosing to say, yes, I am getting sober or I'm not drinking or I'm not you know, doing drugs any longer, they can finally say, damn, the pressure is off me. I no longer have to do these things. I didn't want to do them, but Zach always did it, so I felt like I should too. You can be an example for starting over. You can be an example for getting yourself together and doing what's necessary to live the life you want to live. You can be an example for them that it's okay to jump out of this this cycle that we're in, this destructive cycle of consume and repeat and consume and repeat. Take it again even though it makes you worse. Take it again even though it's a lie about relaxing. Take it again because it's not making you happier. You're running to alcohol because you're running from something else. It's okay to remove the alcohol and to stop running from that something else. You can change these people's lives. Since getting sober, I've witnessed several friends and family choose to take that path. They've decided, you know what? Alcohol also isn't doing anything for me. It's not bringing anything positive to my life. So you know what? I'm done with it. 
Did they do it because I did? No. They did it because they felt they needed to. But I think seeing someone else do it sort of got them asking the question of where they stood. Nobody can get anybody else sober. But you can show what happens when you get sober and show that it's all right. You don't have to keep up. The whole world's going to tell you, no, you've got to drink. You can't have fun if you don't drink. You don't have friends if you don't drink. It's all bullshit. They just want you to consume. You buy, you stay addicted, they make money. A lot of people owning you know, the, these companies are, are making tons of money during corona or, or COVID, whatever the hell you want to call it, because they're turn, people are turning to numb themselves. There's so much stress that they're turning to food, they're turning to drugs, they're turning to alcohol. You know, all these things that are terrible for us because we are facing terrible times and we're like, damn it. Well, I'm just going to go to my comfortable place. By showing that you can remain stress-free even without the drug to numb yourself, it shows you can learn to handle the stress. You can learn to develop that skill set. So when you own it and you share it and you face it, you allow yourself to see how you can impact others and that there's nothing wrong with you. Another huge step towards forgiving yourself. Your previous self, that addicted person, the one that you used to be so mad at, it's okay. They went through that. And you know what? It's okay. It's a part of your story. And that leads perfectly into the third point, which is you have to be doing something in the present. It's easy for you to sit and hate your former weak self if you're doing nothing in the present to grow who you who it is that you are. If you're just sitting there doing nothing, you're going to be like, oh, this guy ruined my life. He ruined my, all my opportunities. All of my chances were taken from me because I did those stupid things. And if you're sitting... You know, in a jail cell, or, or you were sitting in a jail cell, and, and you, you found yourself where you are now, and you're looking back, you're like, oh, you know, I, I got a DUI, or I, domestic violence, or whatever, you know, it is you went through, you know, possession, whatever it is. You can look at that and be like, all right, that ruined my chances at achieving X, Y, and Z. Yeah, it, it might have. Many athletes have lost scholarships. Many, many stars ruined themselves because of their addictions. But if you just stopped there, you might as well have died. You're alive. You're breathing. You're here. You're listening to this podcast. Let's take some actions in the present. And again, that is why it's the third part of this learning to forgive yourself or how to forgive forgive your previously addictive self is because you have to look at you and, hey, I forgive you. The man I am today is now going forward. The man I am today is now in action. And I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. Good or bad. That's irrelevant. You're here listening to this podcast. I'm here speaking on this podcast and I'm I'm closer to absolving the pain of looking at who I was. Again, the the blacked out nights, the money spent. I could have been putting all that in crypto. I'd be freaking swimming in dough if I was put all the money I spent on booze into crypto over this past year. But I didn't. I spent it on, on a drug that I could drink for no reason. It did nothing for me. But I'm here and I'm building, and I'm growing, and I'm investing, and I'm, I'm working to t- uh, tune in my mind, my body, my spirit. I'm growing with all the men inside the Fraternity of Excellence. That group is growing. We have a meetup coming up. All these great things are still happening in my life, and that allows me to not sit and dwell on who I was. Because I'm doing things today, I don't have time to really sit and keep looking back. The people who are sitting and staring at their past are those who don't really have a future. They're not doing anything to, to have to look forward to. Because I have so many things coming down the pipeline to look forward to, I've got to make sure that I'm planning, that I'm scheduling, that I'm securing these, you know, hotels or these events I want to do, locking in travel plans, 
you know, coordinating with the wife, coordinating with the kids, checking their schedules. I'm looking forward to all the things we have coming on. I don't really have time to sit and hate that guy. So I might as well look at it and just end it. There's no point in hanging on to the, the pain, you know, the regret, the things we've already spoken of. You have to be doing things in the present, though, because if you aren't, you have nothing to do but, but dwell. They say that the devil plays with idle hands or something like that. You know, if you're bored or you're sitting and doing nothing, then those thoughts are going to creep back in. You're never going to forgive yourself because those thoughts keep coming back telling you you're not good enough. You're not where you should be. Everything's wrong because of who you were and the things you did. Instead of saying, yeah, that's a part of my story, but I'm doing shit now. And I'm going somewhere now. And in this moment, I'm going forward. So you know what? Yeah, I. that guy, he's not who I am now. I'm not proud of the things I did, but it is what it is. It's a part of the story. I don't have time to hate him. He's good. We're square. We, we see where each other stands, and now I'm going forward. But you have to be doing things with your life. There's no alternative. There's no choice. There's no kicking that can down the road. You've got to face it. You've got to own it. It's a part of who you were. But damn it, if you're still doing things and you're still going forward, if your heart is still beating and you still have air in your lungs, then go seize the day and start the next chapter of your life. Show sobriety doesn't bring a a level or an anchor or, or any sort of glass ceiling. Because you're sober doesn't mean you can't continue to chase your dreams. Because you're sober doesn't mean that you have a justification to just sit and you know be meek and not charge into the world with, with you, like your soul on fire, ready to get as much as you possibly can. That's what I'm doing. That's why I'm, I have to forgive this guy. That's why I'm working on it. I wouldn't say there are still times, certain times of the night or certain times where something will come up in a movie or whatever. And I'm like, fuck, that used to be me or God damn it. You know, I, I wish I had done things differently. You know, my life would be better. But when, when would that end? You know, you can go on an infinite list of things you could have done. Like the what if game is a dangerous game because it goes on forever. What if I did this? What if I did that? What if I never did this? When does it end? You did do those things. You're here. It's time you faced it. It's time you owned it. And it's time you continued forward. If you can do those three things, you're going to find that you're, you will be able to forgive yourself. That person wasn't a bad person. They were stuck. They didn't choose that. You, as a kid, I'm, I'm confident you didn't say, I really want to get myself addicted to this. And I really want to have to face all the struggles that go with addiction. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that life. No. You ended up there for whatever reasons. But you didn't choose that. That person was equally in pain. They deserve your forgiveness. You need to forgive you. I wish you the absolute best. If you're struggling with alcohol or addiction and you want to join a free Telegram community. This is not FOE. There's no payments. It's just a Telegram where we chat. We, we offer words of encouragement. Just Google 365 to sobriety. That's a telegram I made. It's a pretty solid group. The guys are having a great time getting after it. It's open to men and women. You know, and it doesn't matter what your addiction is. It's for for whatever you're looking to drop. We're in there just mixing it up and talking about how we can continue forward and owning our lives in day. So I wish you well. Follow those three steps and look to forgive yourself. This has been another episode on the Family Alpha Podcast. Thanks for listening. You can join our private men's only community at thefraternityofexcellence.com. And don't forget to find Zach on Twitter and Instagram with the handle at ZachSmall underscore.